Thanks so much for joining us. It's the Wednesday K-Stone Morning Commute, 105.3 FM and 1280 WPKC. We're heading into hour number three of our get-together on Wednesday, and we're pleased to be joined once again by the car doctor, John Paul at AAA Northeast. His visit, uh, sponsored by Lou's Custom Exhaust in Fitchburg. See Lou's for the best price locally on exhaust repairs and custom upgrades. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m., 280 River Street in Fitchburg. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? Good morning, and how's everyone in... Uh in uh, uh, your neck of the woods, I guess. I, I don't know what I was stumbling around trying to think. So. That's okay. We are doing good here in the north. It's a beautiful day, sunshine, gorgeous day. They're talking sunshine right into the weekend, 70s today. Looking for the 80s starting Friday. It's a good time to be on the road, good time to be traveling. And, my goodness, I look at the calendar, and can you believe the first day of summer is this coming Monday? I know it's hard to believe, and and you mentioned this the sunny day and being on the road. It's a good reminder for people too to always pack sunglasses with them because sometimes you come around a corner though you can't flip that visor down fast enough. Uh, it doesn't cover enough, so having some sunglasses with you to cut down on some of that glare is always a good idea. That's a great point, especially when you're talking about driving at certain times of the day. Let's say like first thing in the morning, yeah. if you're heading to the east. Or let's say at the end of the day, uh, later in the hours where you're heading to the west, it's good to have those little things like glasses, either those, what they call those uh, vision or whatever. I forget the kind where where they adjust the shade, those kinds of glasses. Or maybe like something you could just add on your glasses. If you wear glasses, like a little thing you can just pop on your your glasses too to, to help you during the during the daylight hours, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you drive along that section of Route 2, and they put up a sign that says, watch out for the solar glare. So, um, yeah, it actually it it can be very dangerous when you hit glare. And especially as we get a little bit older, our eyes take more time to react to glare. So we something bright in our eyes like that, when we were teenagers, we'd react really quick, and our eyes would adjust really quickly to that. But as we get older, it takes longer and longer for eyes to readjust. That's a great point. I want to talk with you about the fact that you are known as the car doctor, and you get questions from people. And when it comes to questions from people about cars, what what are things that people are more likely to ask you about when it comes to cars and trucks and SUVs? Well, I, I answer all kinds of questions, whether they're about what type of car they think they might want. So I'm fortunate that I get to drive a uh, probably about 40 to 50 different cars over the course of a year. So I get a lot of experience in different vehicles. But a lot of the, the kind of nuts and bolts questions are somewhat simple. It's like, should I switch to synthetic oil? Or if I put synthetic oil in my car, can I switch back? Uh, I went into the repair shop. They said I need to flush out my power steering. Is that something that needs to be done? Does brake fluid need to be changed or can it sit in there for the life of the car? Um, how often should I rotate the tires on my car? A lot of it is preventative maintenance related. And I always like to say to people that I'm not going to tell you how to rebuild the engine on your car. What I'm going to tell you is a second opinion about whether you think, whether I think it needs to be done or not. So whether it's somebody who's writing to me and asking me, you know, do I really need to spend this $1,500 on this new catalytic converter or not? Or do I need to rebuild the engine or replace the engine? I'll give them a second opinion on it. If they really want technical information on how to do that, I can try to help them with that as well. Back to oils for a moment because you were talking about synthetic oils or the basic oil. 
does it make a difference as to which oil you use in your vehicle as to what's best for your car, your truck, your SUV? Absolutely. Oil, year, when I first started to work on cars many, many, many years ago, um, and maybe it, was, maybe it was the fact that my cars were all pretty old at the time, I used one kind of oil. It was 20W50 Castrol GTX oil. It was the oil that, uh, that seemed to satisfy everything that I owned. It didn't burn very much, and it, and it worked out pretty well. Today's cars are so sophisticated, even the wrong oil in a car can cause a check engine light to come on. So it's very critical you use the right grade of oil which means both the weight and the, and the formulation of oil. And if your car requires synthetic oil, like a lot of European cars do, uh, even my 12-year-old Volkswagen that we have requires synthetic oil, it's important to use it because if you don't use it, it tends to get the engine all sludgy and causes a lot of problems. So it is important to use the right kind of oil. If your car doesn't require synthetic oil, Upgrading to synthetic oil is more expensive, but it also has some real benefits of additional lubrication quality. It pumps up quicker, so it does better with cold weather starts, and it also allows for a little bit easier starting in cold weather. That's good to know. Now, something you mentioned when you mentioned Castrol, the first time I saw those Castrol commercials on TV, one word kept sticking out over and over again a word called viscosity. Now, what are they talking about when they mention this thing called viscosity in motor oils? Viscosity has to do with how thick or thin the oil gets based on temperature. So when you look at a typical engine oil today, and I'll use the oil that's in my Volkswagen as an example, it is a 5W40 oil. So that means the W stands for wintertime, and that means in the winter it's a very thin five weight oil the higher the number the thicker the oil gets so as the as the engine oil warms up and the temperatures warm up it gets thicker so this multi viscosity oil uh, is thin when it needs to be and thick when it when it also needs to be so some manufacturers today i think it's the toyota prius uh, the latest one uses a 017 oil. They want the oil to stay very thin all the time because it maximizes lubrication. But in the case of the Prius, it also maximizes fuel economy. As the oil gets thicker, it takes the engine a little bit more effort, so it uses up some horsepower, to turn. And the thinner the oil the more miles per gallon you get, at least in theory, at least. And uh, so you end up, you end up with uh, uh, maybe some lack of lubrication in very, very hot weather, but the offset of that is better fuel economy. Now, this is a whole new thing for the driving public, because I can remember when we're hearing about, let's say, like 10W30, mm-hmm. 10W40, the 20s, and now we have... Uh, in my car, it's 5W20. I never realized there was something called 5W40, and now there's a zero, they're like zero W motor oils, too? Absolutely. Oil that is very, very thin because it's really important in cold weather that that oil pumps up to those areas of the engine. Um, the the kind of uh, old days of engines, there was, a, there was an oil pump, and the oil pump uh, drew oil out of the bottom of the engine out of the crankcase got it up to the valve lifters and rocker arms and lubricated the camshaft and crankshaft 
Today, uh, those same parts are there, but they do a lot more. In some cases, they adjust based on the oil viscosity so the valves stay open a little bit longer or, or close a little quicker. Uh, there's a lot that goes on in a modern engine today, and oil is one of the most critical parts. And again, I've seen um, recently a Ram pickup truck, so a big V8 Ram pickup truck, the check engine light was on, and the only reason the check engine light was on is because the person left the oil in the truck for so long it got kind of thick and gooey and contaminated and affected the way the car ran not not so much that it stumbled and hesitated but it was enough to turn on the check engine light it took a couple of oil changes and the problem went away hmm. one more question about oil and this may seem like a dumb question but here goes never no such thing uh, well, challenge well <laughs> you, but you know me, John. You know the kinds of questions I ask. So, I, so here it goes. So be prepared, uh, and I'm ready to take my lumps if necessary. When it comes to, because now we have gas-powered vehicles, electric-powered vehicles, too. With an electric-powered vehicle, is there a need to have oil and to change the oil in an electric-powered vehicle? In a pure electric, battery electric vehicle like uh, Tesla or a Nissan Leaf, no, there's no lubrication. So that's what cuts down on a lot of the maintenance. But on a hybrid, something like a, a Prius is a good example because they've been around forever. Yeah, you still need to change the oil in the vehicle. And typically in those, it's maybe every six months or every year. But in a pure electric vehicle, no oil to be changed. But some electric vehicles have coolant that is both for battery management to keep the batteries at the right temperature, but also for the heater in the car. And in those cases, the coolant still needs to be changed at maybe 30,000 miles or so. So some electric vehicles uh, almost have zero maintenance. Some have a little bit more, but n no electric vehicle that I'm aware of has maintenance as high as a gasoline vehicle. We are talking with the car doctor, John Paul from AAA Northeast. We're talking all things cars. We've got more to come, but first, another check of the roads. It's 820 on the Wednesday K-Zone Morning Commute. Weather now. This check of the roads and weather is sponsored by your home comfort specialist, Spatifer Oil and Energy, or one call does it all. Good news to pass on you for those of you traveling eastbound 290, heading towards 495 in uh, Marlboro, north and south. And we could say that situation looking much better. Whether it was solar glare, whatever there was causing the slowdown earlier, we could say that it's no longer an issue. What is still an issue, though, is for those of you traveling 190 northbound towards our area, uh, we're finding still that crews are working there between uh, to the south of Route 12, that's exit 4 at the Worcester West Boston line to the south, to the north. We're talking exit 9, Route 140 at the Worcester, and make that the Sterling West Boylston line. That's where crews are working, the paving, the bridge work continues. And if you're traveling that area, be careful, especially, especially when you see signs that say, bump, take those seriously, please. Weather-wise, sunny skies today, highs mid-70s, more sunshine for Thursday mid-70s. Friday warming up to the lower 80s. It's 822. More with the car doctor, John Paul, coming up on the K-Zone Morning. We're talking cars on the Wednesday K-Zone Morning Commute, 105.3 FM, AM 1280 WPKZ. 
We've got Sherman, Derek, Chef Sean in studio. And on the phone, we're talking with the car doctor, John Paul, AAA Northeast, sponsored by Luz Custom Exhaust in Fitchburg. See Luz for the best price locally on exhaust repairs and custom upgrades. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. at 280 River Street in Fitchburg. Let's change course for a moment or two. We've been talking about oils, and, and let's talk about people getting a comfort zone when they get that new car, because every now and then we have to look around for that new vehicle to get us here and there and everywhere. Uh, what do you look for when it comes to a new car? Is it just a specific brand name? Or what, what makes people feel comfortable when they get that get behind the keys of that new vehicle? Well, first off, you need to decide if it is a um, a need or a desire, I guess. So it's, you know, if you need a new car, you know, almost anything will probably work. But if you want something, if you do, you know, if you've always wanted a sports car or you've always wanted a Jeep or an SUV, um, then you have to consider a lot of different things. Also, you have to look at budget. And today, uh, besides the fact that the average new car price, and I find this staggering, is $42,000. So the idea that the, you know, of course, that means half are lower and half are higher, but the average is $42,000, which to me is just seems unbelievable to spend that kind of money to go get groceries. But the, the other part of it is today's cars are so um, laden with technology that as important as it is to road test the car, you need to road test the technology to see if you and the technology get along. Uh, not just the idea that you're going to sync up your phone and maybe get Apple CarPlay or Android Auto or something like that. But sometimes the technology in some cars today can be truly frustrating to some people. And as much as you want to make sure that when you sit in the seat, you can see, you know, backing up and going forward and there's no or limited amount of blind spots. You also don't want to drive a car that's going to frustrate you every time you go to change the radio channel. It sounds like see the car, be the car, right? You uh, you, 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 you and one with the car. A uh, little little bit of zen in there, I guess, probably isn't a bad idea. So, But, yeah, you really need to. That's why it's so important to go on more than one road test. Let's face it. every If you're out shopping for a new car and you haven't bought one in 10 years, every new car you're going to get in feels fantastic because it's brand new. It smells new. It's, it, it's fantastic. But. You know, go drive that car a couple times and drive that car at night if you can, too. Go back to the dealership a little bit harder this time of year where it stays light longer. But go back to the dealership and drive it at night to see what you think of the headlights. I've gotten a lot of complaints from people that bought some certain cars that go, you know, the headlights just aren't very good. They're not as good as my old car was. And I went back to the dealer, and the dealer tells me they're as good as they can be. And they even let me take another car out, and they were right. They're as good as they can be, but they're not good enough for me. And some of it has to do, again, with as we get a little bit older, we need a little bit more light to see. Is it the way the lights are? Because I guess there are different types of headlights in the cars as compared to cars even like 5, 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the 60s and 70s, everybody had seal beam headlight bulbs. They were all the same. They provided an adequate amount of light. Then we went to halogen headlight bulbs. Then we went to xenon or high-intensity discharge bulbs, so almost like an arc light. So, And then we went to LED headlights um, and Eventually, at some point, uh, we're going to probably introduce a European-style headlight, which is uh, really, really good, 
but they don't meet the federal standards in the United States yet. They don't actually have a higher low beam. They actually just turn the lights on, and when someone's coming the other way, they dim sections of them so there's no blindness to the oncoming driver. They're really fantastic, but they don't fit the rules in the United States yet. So we're seeing different levels of light. Um, some are brighter than others. I mean, if you've ever driven down the road and you see somebody's headlights and you go, they must have their high beams on, and they don't. Well, that could be two things. It could be misadjustment. It could be an illegal headlight bulb, which is easy enough to buy online. You can buy a very, very bright headlight bulb. Or they may be these new style headlights, the xenon or LED lights, that just look a little extra bright. And because they stand out from the other cars on the road, we tend to stare at things that look a little bit different. And then we look back and we can't see anymore. So um, there is um, at least four different kinds of headlights in cars today. That has me wow. think when you talk about headlights, I look at sometimes at night, I'm driving and the low beams are so bright. I suddenly think of the song Blinded by the Light because the low beams are so bright. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at headlights today, um, they, they can vary an awful lot. And because of all the different cars I drive, and my own cars are pretty basic cars, when I get into a car with one of these new kind of high-tech headlights that maybe even turn a little bit when you go around corners, and then I get back into my own car, I go, I kind of miss those headlights. I could see better. And especially the Xenon headlights, they make road signs and markings stand out that much better. But they are expensive, and they are a little bit um, annoying to some other drivers. Yeah, definitely. You can, you can see, like, if you're driving on the highway and somebody's behind you, it's, it, can, it can be blinding in your rearview mirror, for sure. It can, it can be, and, you know, we always tell people there's some, you know, besides, you know, flipping up your rearview mirror to the night side, also your side view mirrors can sometimes reflect back in, and we tell people bump the side mirrors out a little bit more. It's going to give you a wider view, eliminate some blind spots. It's also going to eliminate some of that uh, headlight reflection that comes back into the cab of your car. Hmm. That's a good point, and also just because, one, the wider view, and two, uh, the more you can do to eliminate those blind spots, the safer you're going to be. Absolutely. For people listening to our conversation, they have questions, want to make contact with you, best way to reach you? The easiest way, AAA.com slash car doctor. There's a section in there that uh, you can read some of the things I've written. But more importantly, there's a section you can ask a question. I answer every single question I get, even the ones that, that you said maybe aren't the smartest ones. But I answer all of them. Thank you for answering my questions, whether they Excellent. were smart or not. I really appreciate it. He is John Paul, the car doctor from AAA Northeast. Thanks for joining us. Well, we talk to you again. It will be at the end of the month as we get look ahead to the 4th of July and talk about holiday driving once again. Oh, my goodness. 4th of July, before we know it. That's right. John, thanks again. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. 8.30 our time. More to come on the Wednesday K-Zone Morning Commute.